Season 1, Episode 7 Mother's Wisdom Homemaking Tips Passed Down by Our Mums. This is the Modern Homemaker Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Camps, and you are welcome to join me as I discuss all things home, from cooking to decorating and everything in between. So pop the kettle on, let's get started. Hello, Modern Homemakers, and welcome to Episode 7 of the Modern Homemaker Podcast. Happy Mother's Day to everyone in North America. It is North American Mother's Day today. As you might remember, I mentioned last week that I kind of forgot UK Mother's Day, which was back in March. Um, So me and my mum are celebrating North American Mother's Day today, uh, despite the fact that she lives back in the UK. And I hope wherever you are today that you are able to celebrate in a way that is meaningful for you and your family in spite of the current situation with quarantining and self-isolation. It's a hard time to be able to come together and feel like you're with one another when you know physically we have to be apart but I know that people are coming up with really amazing and innovative ways of feeling close to their loved ones at the moment so I hope you're able to make something meaningful for yourself today. Now last week I asked listeners to get in touch with me via Instagram to let me know some of the wisdom, the homemaking wisdom passed down to them by their mothers so that we could celebrate our mother's wisdom today on Mother's Day. So just to get things kicked off, I'll start with my favorite piece of homemaking wisdom passed down from my mother. Now, this isn't technically homemaking per se. I suppose it's more household management, family management kind of thing. Um, But one thing my mum always insisted on after birthdays, after Christmas, after we'd been given a gift, was that we had to handwrite thank you letters, especially if it was to, you know, an older relative that she knew would really appreciate it, so a great auntie or something like that. And I remember at the time feeling like this was such a chore and my my mum would have to nag me and my brother to sit down and write these letters. But I remember she would always say, you will do the same thing to your children. She's like, you're moaning now, but you will do the same thing to your children. And she is so right. I still now write thank you cards uh, to people. And I I have absolutely every intention of when I have children in the future to have them write thank you cards to people that have given them gifts. I just think, I mean, of course you could just send a text saying thank you and that's lovely and that's wonderful. But there's something about a handwritten letter or a handwritten card that just shows, wow, this person really appreciated this, so much so that they've taken the effort to get out a pen, to get out some paper and to write down, you know, write it down, write down some thoughts about it, write down what they appreciate about it and how much they're enjoying using it. There's something so intentional about that that I think means a lot to a lot of people. So... Thank you, mum, for instilling that in me, for drilling that into my head. Um, Because like I say, it's still something I do even now, even if it felt like a massive chore as a child. And now on to the wisdom that you have all shared. And thank you so much to everyone that got in touch. I've had some great pieces of wisdom, some great tips come into my inbox. So I'm very happy to be able to share all of this with you. First up, and I love this one. (laughs) 
First up, this is from Mary. Thank you for getting in touch, Mary. Mary said, her mum's primary piece of wisdom is double the chocolate chips slash bacon. And Mary, I am so with you on that one. And if I may be so bold, may I add one, double the cheese. I just think that's a great, that's a great philosophy to live by. And that's certainly the philosophy I live by. Because let's face it, if you're baking, in for a penny, in for a pound, there's no point in skimping out on the chocolate chips. There's no point in skimping out on the bacon. You either do it big or go home. So absolutely with you on that one. I had another piece of motherly advice come in from Tanya. Tanya said, add onion peel to gravy and soups to give it a darker color. And I'd never heard of that, so I actually did some research on that. And yes, it seems that that is a thing to kind of keep the peel on the onions to add like a deeper color and apparently a more complex flavor as well. Um, And that's something I never heard of. And I love that one because as you know, in a couple of previous episodes, I've been talking about my aim, my plan to try and waste less food and be more resourceful with food. And that's just another tactic you can employ to be making sure that you're using every last piece of your food and not letting anything go to waste. So I love that one. Thank you, Tanya. I must admit, I'm really getting very interested in making my own stock. For those of you who listened to the episode, I think it was episode five, um, How to Elevate Your Hostessing Skills, uh, my guest speaker, Camille Bukhaled, said that uh, she's been making a lot of bone broths recently. And that kind of got me thinking. And then this one's kind of got me thinking as well, Tanya. So thank you. I really, really need to do some research and maybe take my first footsteps into the world of making my own stock. Hmm. So this is just another tidbit of inspiration. Now, next up, this must be a very useful piece of wisdom because I had not one, but two people say the same thing. So Deb and Shirley both said, clean as you cook so you don't have a giant mess when you're done. And I love this one. I don't do it myself. (laughs) I absolutely should. Um, And I I feel it's especially important when, like me, you have a smaller kitchen. You know, I live in in a condo unit, so I don't have a huge, great kitchen. And the kitchen is also open plan with the dining room and living room. So, you know, it's, <laughs> the mess is on show. And every time I am cooking, I do recognize like this is a huge mess. I really should be cleaning this up as I go along. You know, my available workspace is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. But I just haven't, I haven't uh, shown the commitment to that yet. But I think, you know, now that two people have given this piece of advice today, I think that that's something I will definitely have to adopt. So thank you, Deb and Shirley. On a similar point, somebody called Jacqueline got in touch and Jacqueline said that her mum would always do a big tidy up before bed. So basically put everything back in its rightful place, have a quick tidy up, a quick straighten up, make sure everything's looking good before you go to bed so that when you wake up, you wake up to a clean, tidy home and you're ready to kind of get going for the day. Love this piece of advice. Again, not something I particularly uh, follow myself, just because I am so much more of a morning person than I am an evening person. And honestly, by 9 p.m., 
I'm pretty much useless. <laughs> I am dead to the world pretty much. And you know, mine and Dave's routine is pretty much to get like, start falling asleep on the couch watching TV and then we'll crawl into bed at like <clears throat> 9.30. Hashtag living in your 30s. Um, so for me, I kind of do it where the first thing I do every morning is a quick straighten up, a quick tidy up, get the house in order. Um, Dave's very good at doing that as well. He's, we're both quite productive in the mornings, so we'll both kind of get up and the first things that we'll do is have a little tidy up of the things that are out from the night before and then, yes, we have that feeling of we're ready for the day now. But absolutely, if you could do that the night before so you wake up and that's done, oh my gosh, more power to you. Please bottle that nighttime energy for me and I will I will pay you. So yeah, great piece of advice from Jacqueline. Thank you. From Alexandra, the homemaking piece of advice that has been passed down from her mother is to always make your bed. And this is something we've discussed before back in, I think, episode one or two when we were talking about habits to continue post-quarantine. And I had said that during quarantine, I've been making my bed every morning and just finding that such a great way of kind of kicking off the day on a really productive note. Um, So thank you, Alexandra, for reiterating that because, yeah, absolutely, that's such a key, such a simple but key piece of advice. You know, you really don't think that that's, that would have a huge effect making your bed every morning, but wow, it really does. It really sets off the day on the right tone. And then you've got a nice bed to look forward to getting into at the end of the day instead of crawling under your messy covers. So yeah, love that one. Next up, Ali got in touch. Thank you, Ali. And Ali's piece of advice from her mum is to clean your drains regularly with baking soda and vinegar followed by a hot water rinse. And yeah, again, what a fantastic idea because I think probably like most of us, I tend to ignore my drains until I can't ignore them because of the problem. And then it all gets icky and gooey and gross and blah. So I like the idea of kind of keeping on top of it. And then as well, if you're using baking soda and vinegar, because you're kind of doing it preemptively before there's a big buildup, before there's a big problem, you're not having to then resort to those harsh chemicals to kind of clear this huge blockage that, you know, you don't feel so good about kind of putting into the environment. So I love that idea. Such a good one. From Chloe, her piece of advice from her mum is to not overwork pastry. And that's a good one. That is a good one. It took me a long while to kind of get confident and comfortable with making pastry because I feel like there are so many hard and fast do's and don'ts you know it's like so many other things you bake you just shove in a bowl mix it all up and it's probably gonna turn out fine whereas with pastry there's so many not too much water but make sure you have enough water don't overwork it don't roll it out twice like it's just so kind of finickety and you just feel like you're at the whim of this pastry that you're making uh so yes don't overwork the pastry is a good one Although if you remember from a previous episode, I think that advice had slightly steered me wrong when making pastry with vegetable shortening in it. Because with that kind of pastry, you actually kind of need to knead it a little bit. 
And I think that's where I was going wrong with that pastry is that I was so, I was kind of treating it like a regular short crust pastry, kind of treating it like it was a bomb about to go off when actually I needed to kind of get in there and throw it around a bit. Uh, but nine times out of 10, absolutely do not overwork pastry if you wanna get that nice tender crust. Next up, some advice from Cara. Thank you for getting in touch, Cara. And the advice that Cara's mum had passed down was to save your money so that you don't have to rely too much on others. And yeah, I really like that one. Uh, this is something I'm certainly thinking about at the moment because Dave and I are due to get married in August. So it leads me to think a lot about, you know, how do you marry your finances when you marry your partner? You know, do you get a joint account? We do actually currently have a joint savings account and a joint checking account. Not that we really use either. I think we just got them thinking like, oh, I think that, I think we should. I think that's what we're supposed to do. Um, and we use them for a couple of things. Like if we've been given money, uh, you know, towards our wedding or something, we'll put that into the joint savings account because we know that's, you know, for a joint thing for both of us. Um, but no, I absolutely agree, Cara. I kind of have this view that what's mine is yours, like we're getting married and we're working towards common aims. You know, we're working towards buying a home together. We're working towards building a life together. But does that necessarily mean it all has to go into the same pot? I don't know. This is something I'm thinking about at the moment. So this is very apropos advice. Thank you, Cara. Next up, Samantha has gotten in touch and Samantha has said that her mum's biggest tip for homemaking is to keep your front door looking nice. And it's so funny you say that because that's actually something that my mum is always very insistent on. Uh, it was keeping the front door nice, kind of brushing the front step. If there's a window in your front door, keeping it polished, keeping the dust off the door, that sort of thing. And it's easy to see why, I think. You know, that's the first impression that your home is gonna give. That is literally the door to your home. So if you can keep that looking nice, that's just the first step in creating a warm, welcoming home that people want to enter and be a part of and feel welcome in. So absolutely, Samantha, that's a great one. I really like that. And I think that extends into, you know, the idea of decorating your front door with lovely wreaths, maybe for the seasons. So changing the wreaths throughout the year. So great one, Samantha. Thank you so much. And lastly, a piece of advice from Laura and her mum. And her mum has instilled into Laura to work hard, but stop to enjoy yourself too. And I think that's so important. I think there's a really fine line between being a careful and thoughtful homemaker and wanting to make the most of your home and put lots of energy into making your home the best it can be, but also not going too far down the road of perfectionism and recognizing that, yes, you know, there's work to be done and your home is what you make it, but that you actually need to enjoy it too. And this is something that I'm always very conscious of with myself because I am a bit of a perfectionist. I, I just want everything to be perfect. And if I have a vision of something in my head, I can't stop until I've been able to meet my vision in real life. So that's something I really watch about myself to make sure that while I enjoy putting in all the hard work and enjoy cultivating this lovely home, that I also kind of stop to smell the roses. And I think 
where that's most important is when you're entertaining people. And this is something we talked about in the past episode about elevating your hostessing skills. Yes, you want your home to to look nice. Yes, you want people to feel welcome in it. Yes, you want your guests to have a good time. But you also need to have a good time. And that's when the best occasions happen, when the hosts and the guests are interacting and relaxed and having fun. So if that means letting go of a little bit of that control, letting go of a little bit of that perfectionism, recognizing that things don't have to be absolutely perfect, Pinterest perfect every single time, and that also nobody will notice the tiny little imperfections. Nobody's gonna notice a little light dusting of dust on the shelf. Nobody's gonna notice if one of the cookies you've put out on the table is a little bit not quite circular. Like Laura's mum says, work hard, but stop to enjoy yourself too. I absolutely love that piece of advice and that's something I definitely carry with me in my life and my homemaking pursuits. So wow, what an amazing bunch of advice and what expert homemaking mums we all have. Thank you so much to everyone that got in touch and for all your amazing wisdom. Tell your mums thank you and that we will all be trying these all out. Especially the onion peel and the gravy and soups. Gonna give that one a go. I don't know about you, but this has given me an idea for another episode where perhaps we share our favorite recipes from our mums. So you never know, watch out for that in the future. I do hope that you will join me next week when I will be talking about homemaking challenges you can take on to pass the time during quarantine. But in the meantime, I hope you have a wonderful week. I hope you stay safe and healthy and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Bye.